Welcome to DP City Church Podcast. Connect, grow, serve. How are you all? Well, it's actually Pat Massetti. My, 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 my real name, if you haven't noticed, I'm Italian. And, 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 and any Italians in the room, just raise your hand. Is there anyone Italian back? Look at the, I want all of you Italians to stand up. If you've got any Italian heritage in you, could you stand up? Yeah, you know what? Exactly. That guy's, that guy's uh, facial hair reminds me of my sister. I'm telling you. But, uh, but uh, uh, Hey, uh, church, can we give a lot of hand this morning of praise because of God's goodness? I am. Um, I've uh, got my beautiful wife here, my beautiful daughter, and, and uh, stepson. Mickey, would you guys just stand up so everyone can say hi? They're here with me, and uh, it's great. Um, you know, I, I know I got a word from the Lord today because, and I didn't even tell Pastor Bob this, but I've been battling a fever non- uh, nonstop for three or four days. So I always know when something like that happens, guess what? It's got the fingerprints of Satan all over it. And... Uh, Oh, come on. You've got to help me preach better than that. Look, listen, listen. I, I, I was in, a, a, several years ago, I was in New Jersey. Everybody say Jersey. And uh, I was in this church. It was uh, 70% African-American, 25% Hispanic, and 5% boring white people, you know. And in uh, this church, they were doing that song. I got a feeling everything going to be all right. Oh. They sang it 675 times. And... Uh, I thought the pastor was the head of the church, but Pastor Bob, three quarters down the aisle, there was this, well, let's just say, a very large African-American sister. And every time I said something she liked, she'd go, mm-mm, that's right, come on, tell it, mm-mm, yes, sir, yes, sir, come on. And then she started doing this, pop the clutch, pop the clutch. I didn't even know what pop the clutch meant. <laughs> and, uh, and then when I said something she didn't like, she'd go, help him, Jesus. Now, the problem in this church was she had an argument with her husband, and he's about, he's three rows from the front. He got banished to the front row. And, uh, and so I'm preaching. I preached so well that day, I bought my own books and tapes. And, uh, and this guy starts up, he starts up, he gets up and goes, well, now, you don't understand. We don't do that in church in Australia. No one stands up, well, but, but you know what? God made me the wrong color. Because I, I relate, I relate to that, that atmosphere more than I relate to a lot of atmospheres. I, I, my preaching, really, um, I, I learned how to preach in high schools. In Australia, well, we could until a couple of months ago, we, we could preach the gospel in the high schools in Australia. And I reached one million kids in a 10-year period in the high schools of Australia. And... And, and, and I want to tell you something. I, I had a message already prepared. I, I, I prayed yesterday. I stayed back in my room. Family went out for the day. And uh, I said to Pastor Bob, I even got the team. I gave them all the scriptures. I got the props. And I'm sitting here in church, and I cannot shake this message. Okay, that went down well. So I, I really believe I have something from the Lord. Let me just say this. Once you've been touched by Holy Ghost fire, you are not impressed with smoke. And right now, right now, we've got a a bunch of preachers out there, the skinny jean, latte machine, and light machine crowd. 
They don't have enough power in them to blow out a birthday candle, let alone fight the hordes of hell. And, and the message I want to bring to you this morning is called the blessings of an enemy. The blessings of an enemy. You see, freedom is complex. Probably, and I don't mean to offend any young people in here, but this nation, like my nation, I had a, I had a t-shirt, I went to the gym. I know you find that hard to believe. I went to the gym and I had my Mandate Freedom shirt because we started, we, we, were about, we were basically one of the only voices in the country standing up against tyranny. All these megachurch preachers are like Saul, in the, Saul the, hiding in a cave with a thousand men. And, and, you know, I've gone through a journey. I've had my mess-ups. I've had my shake-ups. But God needed a fighter. And I really felt in my heart one afternoon, I was out there doing my, my business stuff. And, and my, our former prime minister came back from the G7 where he got together with your, the guy that can't ride a bike. Came back. We had one case in our country, one death in 12 months. And after that meeting, all hell let loose in our country. And we got, we got tanks rolling down the street, people getting arrested, thrown in prison. You know, I've got one of my friends right now, her name is Monica. She's facing a four-year prison sentence, and they want to confiscate all her email, all her texts and everything. She's not a believer, but she was able to stand up for the church when some of these mega churches sat down there, shut their mouths. No wonder the leadership has been decapitated. I'll leave that alone. Because the problem, and I'll get to my message in a minute. <laughs> this is just the warmer. I'm getting used to you. You're getting used to me. Pop the clutch. That's right. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I drive an automatic. <laughs> but the problem is this. The problem is this. Is that freedom is complex. Freedom is complex. Veterans will tell you that freedom is complex. I mean, we, 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 your country sent teenagers to war. My country sent teenagers to war. Australia, listen to me. Australia was the nation that liberated Israel. People don't know that. But Israel was on the Muslim domain for hundreds and hundreds of years. Napoleon couldn't free it. The, uh, every other major leader couldn't free it. But in Australia, you read this up, the story of the 800 horsemen. It was the last charge on horseback. And they charged against the Turks and liberated Beersheba. No wonder hell hates my country. How many of you are picking up what I'm putting down there? Give me a wave. And I want to say this. I know it's 4th of July weekend, and I'm not an American, but I love it. I've got American grandchildren. They've even got your accent. Seriously. I mean. But freedom is complex. If they sent this generation of young men, actually, let me rephrase that. I, I, we celebrated Father's Day. I'm old-fashioned. I like the old-fashioned dads. The ones who couldn't have babies? Did you see that ad of Calvin Klein with a pregnant man? If wearing Calvin Klein's does that, I'm not wearing them no more. And why, and why such a war on women? 
it goes back to Genesis in the time of Lot, where the two, where, where, where the angels came to the house of Lot and the degenerates came and said, we want to have sex with those men. And Lot says, no, no, don't, what's this? Lot says, don't do this, my brethren. Take my daughters. They're virgins. No man's known them. You have your way with them. What kind of a dad, is there any dads here that have got daughters? Raise your hand. What kind of a dad would offer his daughters to perverts? I'll tell you how. Two words in that passage. My brethren. They're not your brethren. If this generation was sent out to war, my Lord, they'd be out there going, what time of the year is it my allergies might kick in? Is there Wi-Fi in the trenches? Wait a minute, let's get together and do a selfie. How many of you are still with me? Give me a yes. William Booth said, William Booth, the leader of the Salvation Army, he said, the chief danger of the 21st century will be religion without the Holy Spirit, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, heaven without hell, and politics without religion. People say to me, oh, Pat, the church shouldn't get involved in politics. We didn't, we, we, we didn't get involved. They dragged us in. Can I get a decent amen on that? And, and the, the issue is that we got so used, and please forgive me if I step out of line, pastor will fix it up next Sunday. We have gotten so used to bondage. Let me just say this. Pharaoh is not your friend, and Moses is not your enemy. In the book of Exodus, turn there in the book of Exodus. I remember when we used to bring our Bibles to church. Give me an amen or ouch, either one will do. Exodus chapter 5, Exodus chapter five we read this. It says, Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord. Nor will I let Israel go. You say, Pat, how is that in the United, in the United States or countries like Australia? They don't know the Lord. They just use God as a badge. Well, that went down well. They use it to get votes. Most, here we go. Are you sure? How many of you will give me pre-forgiveness? Many people are voting on the basis of what they can get for free on the basis of a color, but not on a Bible. And it's the same in our country. And let me tell you, here's the thing. We, don't, we, we think that all this stuff's going on is new. It's not new. The Romans used bread and circus to keep the people oppressed in the Roman times. What they did, they kept the Colosseums open, the sporting games. And they handed out bread. How many of you are aware of that? Give me a wave. Have you know that now? And you see, pharaohs don't change. Pharaohs want to give you a little bit of freedom. 
Yeah, Pharaoh says, yeah, you can go, but leave your children here. Yeah, you can go, but, but, but you, you can only go so far. Yeah, you can go, but you leave your wife here. Yeah, you can go, but you've got to wear a mask. Yeah, you can go, but you can't do this. Yeah, you can go, but you can't do that. Demon spirits do not change. Can, can, can someone give me an amen on that? And in our nation, when all hell let loose, tanks rolling down the street, pregnant women getting arrested, thrown to the ground by police officers. And our Christian prime minister, a Pentecostal one, said nothing. Zip goes to an assembly of God church. I got so mad. I'm sitting there minding my own business, and I smell a rat. I'm an ex-street kid. I can sniff out a rat anywhere. Give me a wave, you get it. Those of you that are raised on the other side of the tracks, you know. Come on, am I right? And I, and I began to speak against it. 95% of churches shut me out. And I was standing up for the church to be open. Christian radio, Christian television wouldn't promote our revival meetings. And here's what they said. They didn't attack me because I had Robert Kennedy or, or Dr. Malone. They said to me, we don't like the preachers you're using. They said, you, you, you're in cahoots with Mario Murillo, Rodney Howard Brown, and Jürgen Matesius. You see, the former prime minister got kicked out. I was able, with the help of some of my friends, swing 15% of the vote. But now we've got a real socialist in there. And the greenies and the lefties. Give me a wave. I'm taking you somewhere. And people said to me, but Pat, look at what we've got now. Hey, I would rather know a Goliath when I see one rather than a compromised Saul sitting in a cave doing nothing. I can fight with that. You see, there is a blessing to, the, uh, to an enemy. The Holy Spirit foretold a time would come when the devil would begin to manipulate people with information that creeps into their homes under the guise of help. You see, the drift that happens doesn't happen automatically. Israel, listen to me very carefully. Are you listening? Give me a yes or a yes. Israel was under bondage for 20 generations. God speaks and he's got Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, let me just share this. I'm a first-generation Christian. That means when I got saved, my dad, he was not a happy camper. So I had to explain Christian music and Christian friends and everything else. I, I, I cut beatings for my faith. Second generation, they don't have to go through all that. Am I right? By the time you get to the third generation... You see, the, 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 after the first generation, most people get introduced to church, not Jesus. Give me a wave, you get it. So it's like, come to church, and we got free coffee. I don't come to church for coffee. I come to church to hear from God. And have you had some of the coffee in these churches? It's enough to gag a maggot, honestly. It's... You, 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 you're going to get people in on a cafe latte set? You see, there is a blessing. 
every freedom, are you listening to me? Give me a yes or a yes. All freedoms need an agitator and a liberator. Pharaoh was an agitator. He agitated them. Do you know what he did? They were out there making straws. That's how they built all the, all the pyramids and everything else. And he says, now you shall lay hands a quota of bricks. See, they wanted to go. Moses said, let my people go. Pharaoh goes, no, you'll lay on them a quota of bricks. You shall not reduce it, for they are idle. They're lazy. That's why they're saying, let's go and sacrifice to God. Let more work be laid on them, that they may labor in it. Let them not regard false words. And then he said, now they make them go and get the straw. Didn't change the quota. See, when a Pharaoh doesn't get his way, he puts more restrictions on you. I thought I'd get a clap on that one. Now, here is the problem. Israel thinks that Pharaoh's their friend because he gives them garlic, leeks, and onions. That's not good. First, he'd give you a lot of gas, that's for sure. Give me a wave if you're still with me. Look, if I don't offend you publicly, come and see me later. I'll do it personally, all right? The Hebrew foreman, go to Moses, and he says this. He said, so Moses returned and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble to this people? Why have you sent me? Now, verse before that, it says, and they said to him, the children of Israel, you have made us abhorrent in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants, to put a sword in their hand to kill us. I want you to listen to me, church. Are you listening? Are you sure? When you need more trouble to realize you're in trouble, you're really in trouble. They were already abhorrent to, 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 Mo, to, to Pharaoh. They were slaves for 20 generations deep. They forgot their forefathers. I'm going to run that by you one more time. They forgot their forefathers. By the first, second, and third generation, it is established. So now we've got culture that wants to destabilize everything. You, and then they, they, they use this. You, you can't judge us. I'm not judging you. This book already did it. Hey, I've I got, I got no rocks to throw at anyone. I am a sinner saved by grace. Grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon. I've had the highs and the lowest of lows. But I always know what, it's, what it is to repent as well. This generation has no concept. They just add Jesus. Give me a way if you understand that. They don't take anything off. Bible says, put off the old man, put on the new one. Can you imagine if you put on a different shirt every day on top of the shirt you wore the other day? Some of you men are going, and what's the problem? <laughs> you see, these people got conditioned to slavery. They got conditioned to handouts. We, th th 
several years ago, in uh, 2001, I, I had a fall, and God's restored us and everything. And, and, uh, but I was in Malaysia having a very difficult time. I was doing some business seminars at the time, and, and, and God spoke to me and said, I want you to take my message of, of biblical economics and prosperity to the outside world and teach them how to prosper because my church doesn't want to receive it. And for the last 20 years, let me say this. We have created more first-generational millionaires than anyone in our country in one particular industry. And all I do is teach them what the Bible says. Now, if you don't like it, don't come to my meeting. Stay broke. Give me away if, if you like that. Oh, but, oh I forgot. How many, of you like, how many of you like to learn? Give me away if you like to learn. Uh, you, get, get, you get your phone out because I've, I've got a, they said to me, do you have resources? I don't sell resources. I give them away. I've got a series called God, Money, and You, which is all about biblical economics and, and stuff like that. This is a series that God put on my heart. I think they've got a QR code. If you scan that QR code, it'll ask you for your email, social security number. No, just, just your name and your email. Just scan that and fill that out, and you will get a free copy of that. Okay, enough of that. All right? So the blessings of an enemy. Number one, I understand and I know that the Bible teaches that an enemy will reignite a vision inside of you. Moses killed a man. Right, right idea, liberate. He saw someone beaten up, one of his brothers. So Moses kills him and he's in the wilderness. Listen, right kind of idea but wrong strategy and wrong timing. So it takes a guy with a, with a limp. See, somebody say, God, would you use me? How can God use me? I've got this wrong with me. I've got that wrong with me. I'm dysfunctional, disappointed, disjointed. We're all dissed. Can I get an amen? How many of you people say, oh, my gosh, Pastor Bob, they got issues. We all have issues. Look at the person next to you and tell them, you've got issues. Now, now, some of the wives are going, if he says that to me, I'm going to beat him up. Right? You see, it reignites a vision in you. The next thing is, watch this. There is no kingdom without a fight with Goliath or a Pharaoh. There, will be, there is no kingdom. And I'm not talking about a physical fight. You know, people say, you know, I'll be praying for you. No, they don't. Ask them, at what time are you going to be praying for me? I tell my daughter, some guy says, I love you. Say, prove it. Hey, I'm Italian. Guns are illegal in my country, but I can still find one. <laughs> you see, there is no kingdom without a Goliath. We as a body of Christ are into liberation. We sing about being free. We talk about being free. We confess about being free. But we need therapy every month. Not you. These are the people in Kentucky. I love what, Dr. what Brother John Osteen used to say. You want counseling? Turn up at church at 9.30 on a Sunday morning and do what I tell you. I'm not against counseling. I'm for it. I'm not against it. Give me a, I didn't know I needed therapy until I needed therapy. 
I've struggled with oppression, depression, but the Bible says, you know, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We have become a culture that we want a kingdom, but we don't want to fight for the kingdom. You see, thank you, brother. Israel got comfortable with what they were doing. And until freedom is your only option, you'll stay a slave. I was a director of a drug rehabilitation center called Teen Challenge. I graduated over 400 young men from heroin addiction, cocaine addiction, amphetamine addictions, crack addictions. I had a success rate of 86%. And I never took one cent of money from the government. The then prime minister said to me, why don't you take any government money? I said, sir, because I don't want to answer to some bureaucrat. I said, I'd rather raise the money myself. Because I don't want to go filling in paperwork and compromising my values. Give me a wave, you get it. For government money. Oh, oh Lord Jesus. When the body, see, maybe when I come back next time I'll preach on this. The body of Christ is meant to be self-sufficient, self-reliant on the tithes and the offerings of God's people. Listen to me. Are you hearing me? Well, we're going to get some government assistance. They're not into assisting you. They're into controlling you. What you can say, what you can't say, who you can have visit, who you can't have visit. Whether you can have church open, where you can have church shut. Give me a wave, you get it. Pharaohs don't give you stuff for free. Listen, listen. And when Pharaohs decide to let you go, when they all of a sudden get a second win, they come back after you. All right, let them go. And all of a sudden, they've gone through, they, they, go, they, 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 they come across the Red Sea. And God opens up the sea. What does Pharaoh do? He goes back chasing them. He hasn't learned. Listen to me. Pharaohs don't learn until God says, I'm going to deliver you from Pharaoh with a mighty hand. Do I need to come down here to get some? The problem wasn't whether Pharaoh would let go of Israel. The problem was whether Israel would let go of Pharaoh. The handouts, the free stuff. Freedom is complex. Freedom is complex. An enemy will release a warrior in you, like David. David is a shepherd boy. This guy is singing out there. He's out there in, in a, I don't know, Shepherdsville. And he's writing songs. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And sheep go, ba. The Lord, all you land, she's He had backing vocals. He had the whole thing going down. He's got the harp out there. That's it. And then David hears about this war. Well, it wasn't a war. It was the Philistines are on one side and the people of Israel are on the other. 
and there is a great gap between them. And the word Goliath means middleman. The devil will always send you a middleman to make you compromise. Well, you know what? I, I know it's just a little change of, uh, here, but it's only a small thing. Our former prime minister, you may not have heard this. There was a bill brought before the parliament of our nation called the Religious Freedom Bill, which was supposed to protect the churches against all the LGB, ABCD, EFG crap. I mean, you've got to name them. You've got to name the whole alphabet because they've got so many genders. I've lost count. And, and I, look, I, I've got friends that are that way. I love them the same. I don't. I don't judge them. They, they've got a free will to do what they want. Just don't force me. See, but people sat and ate with tax collectors and sinners. Yes, he did. Not to affirm their behaviour, but to transform their behaviour. You don't jump in a quicksand to save someone. You throw out a rope. Now, where was I before I lost my train of thought? I know it was a Goliath. I just can't remember where I left him. Oh, in the middle. So they're in the middle. They've got Philistines on one side, people of Israel on the other, and this great valley gap in between them. And the Philistines, they're just yelling and screaming. And, and then you've got the middle man there. That's what his name means. Or the word champion means. And he says, give me a man that we can fight. Now, David comes along because his dad says, go and bring your brother some cheese sandwiches, a couple of Chick-fil-A's. Come on, it's a Christian thing, okay? So, Give me some In-N-Out burgers. Take them to your brothers. They're in the war. And his brothers say to him, because you've got to watch out for the enemies inside as well. His brother said, why are you here? You are insolent of heart. You've come down here to see the battle. If I was David, I would have said, what battle? They're, they're calling you names, and you're over here going, sticks and stones can break our bones, but names will never hurt us. Selah. There's no war. There is no war. There's no shedding of blood. Our prime minister signed this bill, well, to protect the church, to protect Christian schools from a lot of stuff that they want to have, you know, uh, boys being able to use girls' toys, a whole bunch of crazy stuff. You know the same deal. Well, he couldn't get it over the line without the help from what in our nation is kind of like the Democrat Party. So he went and signed a deal with them. And said, I'll remove this clause. And that clause made it worse for the church. This is a Pentecostal prime minister. They had him at conferences speaking. I got in trouble because I called him out. And they said, you've got to learn to submit Romans 13. Yeah, I'll submit, but I don't, I don't need to obey. Because the guy that's in prison in Romans 13 didn't obey, but he submitted to the prison sentence. went down well. When you're telling me to obey something that is against the word of God, I appeal to a higher law. 
several years ago, I was driving to a meeting. I promise I'll finish at 11.30, Pastor. I got 13 minutes, 21 seconds. How many of you are learning something here? Give me a wave. I was driving on a freeway, and I was speeding. Don't look at me so sanctimonious. And as I pull over, I hear this policeman, pulls me over, and he says, uh, uh, license and registration. This is in Australia. So my name in Italian is Pasquale. Right? My father was inebriated that day I was born. So I mean, he could have called me Sue, you know, but that was funny, folks. Come on. So I give him my license, and he comes back, and he says, Pat, why are you speeding? Now, I knew that he knew who I was because my name's Pasquale. He calls me Pat. I said, you know, I'm just in a hurry to get to a church meeting. I was running late, I'm, I'm, and, and, I'm t- and he goes back to the car, and I'm thinking, praise the Lord, a Christian policeman. He's not going to give me a ticket. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm so happy. And he comes back and hands me a speeding ticket. And I looked at him. He said, you're the man of God, right? I said, yeah. He said, you know why I'm giving you this ticket? Because I hold you to a higher standard. I didn't argue with him. The problem is we've set the bar so low. You see, an enemy shows you God's greatness. If there was no Goliath and no Pharaoh, you don't get a parting of the Red Sea. You don't get a kid with a rock that actually defeats an army. And that is the thing, church. There's a blessing with the enemy. The enemy that come against you is to release something great inside of you. Can I get an amen? See, when you're struggling financially, that's a chance for God to be a provider. Maybe God's saying you get involved in the business, start a business, do something. Listen to me. I don't want to offend you. But hope, wish, and pray is not a financial strategy. It reveals God's greatness. You see, an enemy releases what is dormant inside of you. There was a king inside David. There was a deliverer inside Moses. And it's dormant until an enemy comes. The church has always thrived on persecution. I don't want to say this because I love this country. For the world to be safe, America needs to be strong. And right now it's very weak. Right now it's very weak. You can't tell who's running the show. Kamala gets the giggles every time. She looks like she's smoking dope 24-7. I don't know, but I'm just saying, forgive me, Lord, I won't judge no one, but she's out there. Every time she's giggling about something, she's giggling about people imprisoned in camps. What is up with that? Give me a wave. You still love me. I just want to. She's giggling about that. There is no right way to do a wrong thing. Right is right, 
even if no one is doing it. Listen to me. And wrong is wrong even if everybody's doing it. And we cannot, we cannot allow enemies. You see, the enemy releases prayer. The people of Israel are under bondage. And the Bible says in Exodus, God said, I heard the cry of my people. God is listening to the cry of a remnant in this country. God is listening to the cry of a remnant in Australia. You see, the pendulum has swung so far left. It's like the 60s and 70s. Anybody remember the 60s and 70s? Raise your hand. Obviously, you were never there. You remember that, that song? You know, songs like, Pump the magic dragon, live by the... The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. Remember all that kumbaya? Peace, love, and joy. I find it amazing, all these peace, love, and joy crowds, how violent they get when they don't get their own way. Demons always manifest when they don't get their way. That, that'll happen in your marriage too. Oh, well, that went down well. When demons don't get their way, they'll do all kinds of crazy stuff. No man will ever tell me what to do with my body, except for Fauci, right? Just give me a way of picking up what I'm putting down here. He, he'll tell you what to do. You see, we need to be God's people who are called by his name. An enemy, and I'll give you two. Can you give me another five minutes and I'll be done? Give me a wave to give me another. You see, an, 45, no, no, no. An enemy creates energy and an enemy creates movement. An enemy will create energy. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Moses goes back. It creates movement. We're not giving up. See, the enemy thinks that God's surprised by all this stuff. In my nation, I, had to, I, 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 I got banned on Christian radio and Christian TV. I think that's really funny. So I went to the secular media. They got no problem taking Christian money. And I got no problem because they're the people I want to reach. And, and what, what I, uh, one guy said, he said, you guys need to get Pat on side. He's saying what you guys are scared to say. See, I don't have ministerial papers. I got a calling. And when God gives you a calling, it's not a conference call by a committee. The enemy can never cancel what God called you to be. Oh, come on. That was so good. The enemy can never cancel. God's called you to be in business. God's, there's a reason why you're in business, sir. There's a reason why you're in businessman. And it's just, just to make a lot of money. It's to build the kingdom of God. 
Give me what? Well, I pay my tithes. Any Pharisee can do that. God will test you at the point of your treasures. Your tithing is something that's set by God. Well, I'm going to designate my tithe. You can't designate what God already designated. Food in my house. Belongs to the house of God. And please don't tell me it's under law because it's under the Abrahamic covenant. Well, Melchizedek came to Abraham and bought bread and wine. Gee, I recall someone else did that in the New Testament. What was his name? Jesus. People say to me, I don't want to pay my tithes. I don't pay my tithes. It's under law. If you don't want to pay your tithes, then don't take communion. It's called covenant. Can, can anybody still love me here? I just want to make sure. Just remember that book, when it comes to communion, says examine yourself. I know your pastor, he preaches this stuff. Examine yourself. This is not a place where, oh, I'm feeling thirsty. I better get some of that Ribena. I don't know, what do you call it here? Not Ribena. Whatever it is that you serve. But you see an enemy. I'll finish with this. Creates movement. An enemy creates energy. Watch this. An enemy causes you to free yourself from slavery. You see, listen, friends, friends create comfort. Enemies create movement. Throw a rock. Put out your hand, put your stick in the, in the sea, Moses. And we need a people that are committed to a movement and a move of God. Can I get an amen? I know that for many of you today, you're facing all kinds of enemies. See, an enemy will cause you to choose loyalties. Are you for us or against us? Oh, I don't, see, we've got a culture right now that is more obsessed with, with especially with children. Well, I could preach on this, but I won't because I've got three minutes. And uh, see, our culture right now is more concerned about people's feelings. So you let the kids do whatever they want. Eight years of age, you think you're a cat, let's get an operation and stick a tail on it. At eight years of age, that kid's a cat, that child is a cat, a dog, a policeman, a cowboy. The world's gone nuts. At 13, at 13 years of age, they don't know what they need. Try this. No. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Pharaohs will always want to take control of your children. Because Pharaoh said, leave your children here. Not a chance in the world. I'm not concerned about the mask you're trying to stick on my face. I'm concerned about the muzzling you want to put on my grandchildren and my children's children. We ain't doing that, not on my shift. But here's the last thing I want to say. Every enemy you have has already been defeated. Come on, someone give God a hand. Come on, somebody stand up and give the Lord a hand of praise. Come on, stand to your feet and give the Lord a shout. 
Every enemy is under your feet. Every enemy, poverty, sickness, disease, oppression, injustice, lack of freedom. That Come on, church. That enemy is defeated. That enemy is defeated. I know there is an awesome future for this church. I was going to do a message called the tests of your treasures today, but I couldn't shake this message off my heart. Did anyone get something from the Lord this morning? If you download that thing, that message, the test of treasures is on there. But I want to encourage you. This is not about politics. Never has been. They said, you shouldn't be calling that the prime minister. Jesus called Herod a fox. There is no right way to do a right, a wrong thing. Wrong is wrong, even if no one is doing it. And right is right. Wrong is wrong, sorry, if everyone's doing it. Right is right, even if no one's doing it. God bless you, church, and hand over to Pastor Bob. Wow. Come on, give God one more good praise. Thank you for joining us today at DP City Church. We would love the opportunity to pray for you, and we are believing God will do big things in your life this year. You can contact us at info.dpcitychurch.com. If you'd like to give to our ministry, you can visit www.dpcitychurch.com. Thanks again. God bless.